So have you felt it? Have you felt the urge to prepare? Prepare for what lies ahead, whether it's physically or spiritually. Being prepared takes one step at a time. Are you being inspired? But where do you start and where do you go? This podcast is all about women sharing their wisdom to help other women be more prepared because when you are prepared, you shall not fear. So join us today and let's prepare together. everyone. We want to welcome you all to the podcast today. We have Michelle Butler on and I met her um, just not that long ago. And I was like, Michelle, I need you to have you on the podcast. Can you just tell us a little bit about you and who you are? Well, my name is Michelle Butler and I um, am a bio meridian balancing technician So we work with the meridians to heal the pathways so that the body can heal itself. I'm a mom of six. I'm married and um, originally from Canada, but have lived here for a long time in Utah. My education was always in health promotions. And so it's kind of been my passion. Health has been my my passion my whole life. I um, worked as a physical trainer and um, taught health classes, exercise classes. And so it's kind of just brought me to this point now, which it's great because I work at Life Clinic and help people dial in their nutrition. And with homeopathics, we can balance the body so that we can see improvement in health. Most people, they understand the importance of their health when something happens. And that was kind of like with me, um, I felt like, you know, my body was getting sicker and sicker and it wasn't until I started to tell my body that I realized how much better I was and how much I wasn't able to contribute to society, how much I wasn't being the best mom because of my health at the time, even though my heart was in it, my physical body couldn't be in it. So I am so glad that you're here to educate us on um, nutrition and the ways that we can become um, healthier because when we are healthier, then we're able to um, help our family more and help others around us. So I want to start off by asking you, um, what are the top things you suggest to do to keeping our bodies healthy? Well, I love that question because there are several things that we can do. And I think now in the world that we live in, we need to be more mindful because things just come in so easily that aren't good for us. We have an environment where toxins are a lot more prevalent than say a hundred years ago. And our bodies are like, well, what's this? But um, I love that you brought up that it's not until we start losing our health that or start getting better from being sick that we actually realize how awesome we can feel. Because for most of us, I think when we aren't functioning at the, the actual, the best that we can, when we're not functioning that way, we think this is my normal. Like we forget what it's like to feel good because this is just the way it is. And when we start feeling better, it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize my bowels were supposed to function like that or that I was supposed to wake up with energy or that my energy was supposed to last throughout the day, even midday. 
So um, the number one thing I would say, well, there are several things. First of all, water is so important. Good, clean water, not necessarily water from the tap, but good filtered water, not necessarily reverse osmosis because that can leach minerals from our body. It's so it doesn't have minerals in it. So good, clean water, a good clean filter that can even filter out fluoride because fluoride can calcify the pineal gland. And so that's, that's number one water and to drink enough of it. So we should be drinking at least half our body weight in ounces. And well, so and the funny thing is, is we always hear, Oh, just 64 ounces, but you know what? Sometimes we need way more than 64 ounces. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that depending on your weight and your activity level, like say that it's hot outside, that is the bare minimum. So usually when I see people at the clinic and they say, oh yeah, I drink lots of water. But then when I say how much they're either not measuring or way under, like to them, it feels like they drink a lot of water, but you know, like this is a 32 ounce water container. And I just know if I fill that out up three times or four times, four times would be a gallon, but I usually drink a lot more than my, than half my body weight in ounces. Cause if we exercise or sweat at all, I mean, there's others that say half your body weight plus 10 ounces, but I think as long as you're getting, you know, more than that, then you should be good. And if you are thirsty, that is an indicator that you're already past the dehydration phase, you know? So, well, out. you know, it's like that. They say like, what color is your pee? And if it's, if it's yellow, you know, you're not drinking enough. Unless if you're having your B vitamins that make it yellow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And my boys, I've got some big boys that are tall, like six, you know, seven and and it's funny because when they would come from, you know, there were when they were in high school and they would come home just for lunch, they would have these great big, I can't, <laughs> great big tumblers, fill it up with water and kick it back. And their friends would be like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, you just like totally guzzled that huge because a lot of kids eat, drink pop, like pop mm -hmm. is one of the pop. That's my Canadians. Hey, that's what I grew up knowing it as too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is one of the biggest sellers in the grocery store for, for liquids is, is carbonated drinks, like. Pop. And, you so, know, and then they also like with sports, it's the Gatorade, Gatorade and the Powerade and all that stuff. And yeah, there's might be some good benefits in it, but there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. That's not very good for you. Well, and the thing about Gatorade, this is kind of interesting to note too. It used to taste really gross. It just used to have the electrolytes in it. And then it was sold by, I guess, the Coca-Cola company or whatever. And they put lots of sugar in it so that it would taste good and they could market it to the younger kids. So it, it really is. That I know people think Gatorade. Yeah, that's what you drink after that. But. but it's best to just get like your water and then just put some minerals in it. Yeah, just water or another really good option for electrolytes after you've had a hard workout is coconut water. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I bought it. We bought cases of coconut water and my boys are just dwindling it 
<laughs> and it's um, like, can I not ever have some of this coconut water? They just take it out because it is really high in the electrolytes. Yeah. And these boys that are, and even girls that are um, very athletic to be able to replace their electrolytes. It's like my son, he wrestles and he does football and he's working out all day. Every day he has a coconut water to be able to oh, replenish that's that. That's great to hear. Yeah, that's definitely a better alternative, I think, than Gatorade. I know I kind of cringe every time my kids get a Gatorade after. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm like, okay, it's just one. It's just one. But <laughs> I mean, it's nice. That's the way it is. It's like treats everywhere. There's treats everywhere we go. <laughs> Okay. So you said, um, with the water, what else are, do you think that are some of the top things to keep our body healthy? Okay. Another thing, this is so important and we really probably a good handful of us do not get enough sleep or mm -hmm. our bedtime. You know, I'm finding with elderly people, they'll say, I cannot, if I go to bed at nine o'clock, then I get up at 3am and I'm up for the rest of the day. So we really need to find ourselves a good bedtime routine so that our bodies can wind down. Here's the thing. So now that we're in the winter, we have, we'll have a time change in the spring, but bedtime should be nine o'clock. So if you can think every hour before midnight that we can sleep is worth two hours after midnight. But right now with the time as it is, from nine to 11 is when our adrenals repair. Mm -hmm. So we really need to be flat, laying flat. If we can't go to sleep, at least be in bed, reading a book, not like a Kindle or like screen time. Cause that keeps the brain going, yeah. but um, just a good old fashioned book at nine and be laying flat on our backs and resting and then hopefully just fall in to sleep. That's the ideal. And then if you get up at six, 6.30 or whatever, but um, there are some things that can help with sleep too. Taking magnesium before bed, ashwagandha. I mean, you have to check because that's a nightshade, ashwagandha is. But, um, if you're allergic to those, maybe that's not the best option, but just winding down. And I always feel like such a hypocrite when I tell my clients, you need to be in bed by nine. Oh, cause I'm still, I mean, I've got kids that are old and little ones and, and they're coming in late at night. And yeah, I mean, I, there's what, how many years gap is, I mean, my oldest is 26, I think. And then my youngest just turned 10. So when I had a brand new baby, I had teenagers coming in late and I, I would have to tell them you've got to get home earlier. Cause I can't sleep until you're home. Like mm -hmm. I stay up and wait for you. And then the baby wakes up and needs to nurse like five times during the night. <laughs> so I'm not I think that. those times in our lives are just like a blur. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes I wonder how, how we, we get through that. <laughs> That's true. You know, they That's also true. say that during that time is when you have your human growth hormone also. Um, that's when we get that. And so a lot of times, like, what does our human growth hormone help with? And that is to be able to help us also with, um, you know, keeping down our weight and keeping us more like more energy and making us feel like we're more young. And if we mm -hmm. don't go to sleep during that time, 
then we're not able to get the full benefits of that human growth hormone. That's right. And it's so funny because it seems like a, you know, a paradox that that's when they feel so energized that they are like, let's go, let's play. I'm like burning the candles at both ends, you know, Mm -hmm. but that sleep is so important. And like you said, even just getting your body to calm down, because you mentioned the, well, we have a stress hormone that's cortisol. And if that's really high before we go to bed, we've got to kind of bring down the stress during that time. So whatever it takes to like, maybe play some calming, relaxing music or have a nice warm bath. I know that that doesn't sound practical for busy moms, but you know, just trying to change our bedtime routine so that at bedtime we can fall asleep. And, you know, I just think if we do the best we can, if we're normally going to bed at 1230, then just try and get it to 10 or 1030. Yes, I have a son, the one that um, the one I was talking about earlier about having the coconut water and he is, I call him a superhuman because he goes way above and beyond. And we all strive to be like him. I say that because like, he doesn't have sugar. He hasn't had sugar for he's He's only 16 and hasn't had sugar in five years. And he really looks at his health way more with everything that he does throughout the day than most people do for him for being a 16 year old. It's kind of impressive. Yes. And so what he does at nine o'clock, he goes through the house and turns off all the lights, turns on. And if he has dishes that night, he turns on a very, very dim light so he can do the dishes, but he tries to get the whole house in a mode that we can be ready to sleep because he has to get up at five 30 in the morning to go lift weights. And he wants to get into that sleep mode. (laughs) So he's going around our whole house, turning off all the lights. And we're like, we can't see. He's like, well, we can't have him on right now. (laughs) It's bedtime. You know, there's one, one of the ladies that I work with, she's on a mission right now, but she's awesome. But she tells her kids, I am going to bed because I care about my body. And she just walks through. Maybe that's the affirmations we need to be telling ourselves always. Yes. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Our bodies have to carry us through this life and why not live it in a good, clean body and do the best we can. I think it's showing love and gratitude to our bodies to be able to take care of it. So yeah, sleep, very important. Water, (laughs) very important. Um, Another thing, I mean, this is probably a given, but smoking is probably one of the single worst things that you can do for your health. It just deprives us of oxygen. If there's any way where any smokers can do that, it will be a blessing to you and your family. Mm -hmm. So smoking um, sugar, you mentioned sugar. That's really huge. Sugar actually, well, there's a lot of things. I have a huge list of the things that sugar does to our body. And it basically, I know that I, there will be haters out there, but it is almost like categorized as a drug. It's so addictive, the way that it affects us. I mean, you can see it in your kids if they're hopped up on sugar. It's like, ah, and then they kind of hit a low kind of like a drug would do, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. So and there, you know, one thing as good as there's 
many other options to substitute sugar. Like we don't really have sugar in our house. I have a little bit for when I make some jams because I've done many jams and they've all molded because it's like they need that sugar to be able to keep it on the shelf. And so I have a little bit to be able to have for that or also, and I have some organic sugar for when I make my homemade vinegar, but there's a lot of options out there, you know, with the honey, with, um, the maple, the pure maple syrup and monk fruit, you know, there's a lot of different options that people can get a little bit of that sweetness. Like this morning, I just made some sourdough banana bread. <laughs> I know that sounds a little weird, but wow, I make my sourdough bread and you always get extra starter from that. So I just made some banana bread with it. And instead of putting sugar in it, you know, of course I put the bananas, which add sugar, but I put in some monk fruit and it's like, we don't have to have that sugar and stuff. We can figure out other ways to be able to make a treat without that sugar in it. Exactly. And they even have like like the brown, that swerve that has the erythritol and, Mm -hmm. you know, other things that you can even use as brown sugar and at least honey and maple syrup, some nutrient in it. And one thing that's really interesting about sugar is when you think about where it comes from, the sugar beet or the, uh, what's the the sugar I'm blanking on that. Um, sugar cane. Yes. So sugar cane, it's interesting how our creator has put every piece of food that we eat has the right balance pretty much. Mm -hmm. So the extra sweet things have more fiber, like sugar cane actually is like eating a stick. (laughs) It has so much fiber in it, but we've taken all of the, the white, like so processed and taken out the fiber that it's really not good. It was never really meant to be eaten that way. So it's just something to keep in in mind if you can eat actually the the full whole fruit of it, like even juice, apple juice is so full of sugar. And many people think, oh, it's apple juice. It's, it comes from apples. So it's healthy, but it's like one of the most sugary drinks that we can have. So really water should be our go-to instead of drinking your calories. Let's just eat them and drink water. (laughs) I know, you know, um, we just got back from Mexico and it was a all-inclusive. And so there was treats all around. Wow. Yeah. Well, and you have to partake you're in Mexico. (laughs) You know, the thing is, is that everybody around me is getting all these treats. And I said, I asked the guy, I'm like, can I have some sliced jicama, some limes and some Mexican salt? And it was so good. And everybody was eating my dessert. (laughs) It was so, it was just a good, it's just a good combination that it's like, if you want something sweet, that even the jicama is not very sweet, but with all of that stuff on it, it's like a little dessert for you. So that's that's awesome. Good for you. What a great idea. All right. So Michelle, what types of foods do you recommend for healing? Well, we want to be able to focus on high nutrient dense foods. So your cruciferous vegetables, um, berries. So things like cauliflower, 
cauliflower, broccoli, the bright green leafies, not necessarily the iceberg. Iceberg lettuce, I know people think that's <laughs> a salad, an iceberg lettuce salad. <laughs> but not so much, it doesn't carry, surprisingly, it doesn't carry a ton of nutrition, but like the arugula, spinach does, the romaine lettuces, avocado, you know, if you can have a great, big, beautiful, green leafy salad every day, that could be the goal, you know, to have, mm -hmm. and to put like, um, to put avocado on it, onions, I don't know who loves onions or not, but onions and mushrooms together are really good cancer preventers. Oh. So those together can help. And you, you know, there's this strong chemical in onion when it's raw, when you cut uh -huh. it, it makes your nose run and your eyes. So it's that beautiful chemical that is really great for busting through things we don't want in our body. So, um, and then, so we covered that all the green leafies with onions, avocado, um, mushrooms, even garlic, and then make your own dressing instead of the white creamy stuff to do like an olive oil with vinaigrette, like balsamic vinegar, and you can put a little salt in it or lemon and having that every day with say your cauliflower and um, bro broccoli, things like that are really good for you. So I like to use the the um, acronym GOMS, it's like combs, like, uh -huh. like you would comb your hair only with a G. So if you can keep 90% of your nutrition within that acronym, it stands for G is for greens, O is for onions, M is mushrooms, berries and seeds. So berries are really good one and and that's allowed to even if you're doing a keto diet not a ton but um that's kind of a good go-to um to kind of have how your nutrition would go every day and i look at that it all starts in the in the grocery store <laughs> when you go buy your stuff what are you gonna yep. put in your fridge what are you going to stop? Yeah. Do you spend most of your time in the outer part or in the middle with the processed foods? Yeah. You know, like That's it's right. good to stay on the outer with the actual whole foods that are grown in the earth and not processed to death. <laughs> okay. So you are really big into homeopathics. Can you tell us a little bit about homeopathics and what the benefits of them are? Yes, definitely. We definitely use homeopathics. The thing that I love about homeopathics is they do no harm. They, they gently, you know, when we go in and use drugs, it's kind of like forcing the body to do something, mm -hmm. nor does it really get to the root of the problem. It's almost like putting a bandaid on and most drugs have side effects. So what I love about homeopathics are that they are really gentle with the body and teach the body how to be healthy. So here's an example. So, and you can use homeopathics for allergies that you may have, or, you know, for detox. So say our body is thinking of, so where I work is Life Clinic and we do scans on the body for the meridians and we find out 
which meridians are in the green and which are inflamed, which are weakened. And we can use those to teach the body. So if our body is functioning at this level and we take homeopathic, it teaches the body, no, this is not normal. This is normal. And every time you take a homeopathic, it teaches your body, oh, this is normal. And your body gets a taste of that. And it's like, oh, well, I need to stay up here. This is normal. And so it's a great tool for teaching the body to clear toxins, overcoming allergies. You know that everything has a frequency. There's everything has molecules. This desk that is right here, even though I can't just cut through it with my hand, I could with a saw. So the molecules are still vibrating. Everything has a frequency, including emotions. Like if you've ever walked into a room where there's just been a big upset or like a big fight and now everybody's quiet and you walk in and it's like, whoa, you can feel the heaviness of here. the room, <laughs> right? I mean, you can feel it. So, and we can take on emotions of others when we, when we give people emotional remedies, sometimes the things that come up, they're like, oh, that's not me. That's my, my son or my husband or my sister or my mother. Um, but we have those frequencies and emotions around us that affect us. So, um, yeah, so basically homeopathics, the, the way they work are the more we want to detox. So we'll start out at, at a higher dose. So without going too deep into it, you can use like there's X, something X, something C, something M. So X would be like one to 10 ratio. So if you have something that's a 10 X, if you look at the back of a homeopathic, like here's an example. Oscillococcinum. So this is really interesting because this is a homeopathic. You can just get at the grocery store. And I have quite a bit of it because it's when this whole C thing came down, when was that? That whole year, when it first started, I went to the, the store to, to get some of this. And I thought it was so interesting that the shelves were bare, just wiped out with all of the things that we normally take. Like think about all the cold remedies. And NyQuil's we, and things like that. Decongestion. Exactly. Yep. All of those were completely cleared out because right there was a frenzy. You couldn't find a thermometer anywhere or like nebulizer just anything was like wiped out but there were tons of these and I thought oh my gosh it's because nobody knows what nobody this is knows. yes yeah so basically you can take it it's flu-like symptoms but it's homeopathic so they're little pellets that you just put under your tongue and you just hold them there and you don't want to touch them they just kind of pour into a little or what I do it's funny because on Sunday I just take one of these you want to suppress a homeopathic because it gets the molecules moving and I just will so is that a liquid or so it's a liquid right so do you this, I do use liquids but this one this one is the little round pellet so with They're the pellets do you teeny. pump them also then do you pump I do I don't know if you have to but it's just my like it's I don't have it you need to but <laughs> I do it and uh, just on Sundays all my little kids are like little birds open your mouths and we just drop them in their mouth like each Sunday as a prophylactic kind of a prevention type uh -huh. thing 
And then you can use more if anyone does get sick. But we've been doing really pretty good through all of this. That whole year, we didn't get sick. And um, bringing back sugar too. Sugar decreases the, the strength of the immune system by quite a lot. Like by nine hours, your macrophages or um, the things that will in our body will attack the disease we decrease that by half when we have sugar and I, you know, or more than that. And they, it takes a long time for them to come back. So just one little bit of sugar, that's a good thing to avoid because we want strong immune systems, especially right now through all of that. One thing I love about homeopathics is they can last for a long time. Yes, they do. The only thing about it is you want to keep them because they have, especially the liquid ones, because they have a frequency to them. We recommend keeping them away from computers, electrical outlets, because they emit frequencies that can damage the homeopathic. So that renders them unable to do their job if the frequency is changed. So that's really important to protect them that way. For healing, it's good to just come in, be tested. We can make homeopathic specifically for that person, for what they have. So for an example, if they have allergies, we can actually have one that with allergies, what you want to do is start really low, right? So mm -hmm. you'll take a drop and your body reacts to that. Oh my goodness, I'm allergic to peanuts and that frequency that we just gave them, it's like, that's a, that's a peanut frequency, you know, or, and they found that they even have the nanoparticles in it. So it does have the actual substance, but the body, when it's given that low of a, an amount says, Oh, it's okay. It's, it's not hurting me. That's fine. And then every time you take it, it's, it's like, Oh no, it's the, and then the body's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then you can kind of slowly up the frequency until it is the actual one where the body's like, I'm fine. This is good. And we don't react the way that our body used to. So again, gently teaching the body what normal is and what's okay. A so, lot of times um, with homeopathic. So you also like more isn't always better. Exactly. Right? And, and that's what I'm saying is the difference between an allergy one. Like you want to get a higher potency but then when you're detoxing, the higher potency is actually less, like it goes deeper into the cells. So you would eventually get up to, you know, 10 M, which is one to 1000 ratio. And so anytime you do that, it's a very small amount. And then you can go deeper in the cell for detoxing and healing. So yeah, it's very interesting and fascinating. And what I love about homeopathics are that they just, they don't do harm to the body. The worst that it will do is you could get a Hertz reaction, which is just um, kind of a detox reaction, maybe a headache, and then we can just change the dosage, but it doesn't hurt the body. So, yeah. And you can take yeah. that if people are on other medications, they can, they can take it. So it doesn't affect it or anything. And so I think, you know, when we're looking at emergency, you know, preparedness and making sure that we have those extra things in our, you know, in our medicine cabinet, that homeopathic yeah. is a great way to, um, have some of these things that, 
that can help us in so many different areas because a homeopathic doesn't just help in one area, but it can also help in so many other areas also. That's very true. In fact, when we find things that will heal or help the body to heal one thing, sometimes it just covers like boom, 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 boom. Like they could come in with 20 things that are really bothering them. And when we focus on just one certain thing, sometimes that's just the ticket to clear out everything else. So it's really cool. And then they don't come back again. Like um, my son, I, I have a son that's just on the mission now, but he had a great big wart on his, on his um, wrist and it was just huge. And he said, mom, I need to go get this cut off. I'm like, well, let's try just doing the natural way. The homeopath, it takes a little bit longer, but yeah. we did it. And once he got consistent, you could see it. I took pictures until it was just completely gone. He was able to just like pull the rest of it off and it was gone. And when you do it that way, then you don't have sports coming back because you're actually getting into the problem and the cause of the problem instead of just cutting it off and then another one comes back somewhere else because you still have the virus in there or whatever. My other son actually got one. Um, he started having one come up on his hand that was just a little one. So I started giving him the same stuff and his went away within just a couple of weeks because it was so small and the body's like, oh, I can just get rid of this. Get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool to um, so what is, yeah. do you feel is the difference then between homeopathics and supplements? Okay. So supplements, um, what is the difference you say? Between yeah, using uh -huh. that? Because there's okay, a lot so of people that know about, you know, supplements, but not much about homeopathics or, you know. Yeah. And we use them both together. Um, so, cause we can get so many different things like, um, for dealing with parasites and, um, viruses, bacteria, mold, things like that. But by supplementing with say vitamin C and zinc and magnesium, vitamin D3 and a good multivitamin, that's a whole food vitamin, not the synthetics um, is what we want to kind of look for. We're giving the body the nutrition that it's missing from our foods. Like our foods are just not the same as they were in my grandfather's days, you know, yeah. <laughs> they pull them out of the ground. The soil is a little more depleted. Um, we've had a lot of spray chemicals that are on our foods so that, and gen genetically modified foods. Um, so we kind of need a little more supplementation for our bodies, things that our bodies can use to heal that we're not finding in our foods. That's not to say that that's all we do. And that if we take supplementations and I can eat like garbage, no, we still, if you can get foods that are organically grown and um, I mean, some things you don't need to get organic because they're maybe an appeal or, you know, but um, there are certain foods that it's best ideal to get organically. So we're not taking in those toxins, but if we are like lots of water to flush it out and to try and keep our liver happy. So we're not doing a toxic overload on our liver. So yeah, supplementation can really help. We've noticed a lot with people who come in with depression like for example, B vitamins, we need to have all of the B vitamins for them to be able to work each, each one, not just B1 or 
you know, B12 or whatever, we need all of them. And when we find that we balance those, the depression and anxiety goes away because the body has what it needs for the neurotransmitters and serotonin levels to, to balance out and the dopamine levels. So yeah, they can be awesome. A great tool for health too. You know, I sit there and look at that. Um, if it's a supplement or it's a homeopathic, it's not, it's, it's creating an environment in our body to be able that our body then can respond. Because I feel that, that like heavenly father created our bodies to be amazing and that they know how to heal. They but we just need amazing. to give it what it needs to be able to heal. And that's where I think like the supplementation and the homeopathics come in because it helps create that environment for our body to step up and to be able to become healthy and to be able yeah. to run at its most optimum that it can, because that's how it was designed to be. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that our bodies are miracles. It's amazing. I mean, just take the thyroid, for example, it sits right here in our throat and shaped like a butterfly or like solar panels. And it's meant to take in the goodness and the sun. And it's interesting the way that they function. They even have their own immune system for backing up our immune system that may be struggling. You know, that's just one little thing when you think about how amazing it is. All the, all the things that work just in sync and beautifully in our bodies. It's just, wow, amazing. Yes. But, uh -huh. um, and another thing about the thyroid too, is that when we are with somebody who has a stronger thyroid, that six feet apart thing, you know, we're meant to be social creatures. So I just love to hug people because it's so good for us <laughs> to be able to hug each other. And, um, and our thyroids work like that. It will kind of power up the weaker thyroid without taking from us. So we, I mean, Heavenly Father has made us so that we are meant to strengthen and help each other, not just by our presence or things we do for each other, but by being beside each other, physically just being there beside each other. Well, it says in the scriptures that we are to gather and there's a reason why we're yes. together because we came in tribes and we are yeah. supposed to be with each other. And, um, and if it's, if, if it's not physical things, it's emotional things, it's spiritual things. All of these things help us to become stronger when we unite. Yeah. <laughs> and of yeah. course, our savior was the perfect example of that. He was always healing with his touch and um, bringing people in and making them feel loved, even the outcasts. That's so important as an example. He's the perfect example of that. So, so this whole thing has been like, mm, that's not the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> the social distancing thing. It's like when my kids get sick, they're like, well, I guess you probably don't want me to come over here. And I'm like, come on over. I'll give you some soup and feed you and hug you and get you better. And yeah. it's been great because they've been able to stay healthy and we've been able to stay healthy and not fearful, you know? Yeah. Do you have any resources at all that people can learn more about homeopath homeopathics or is it just, do you teach it in your clinic or? 
Well, we, we don't really teach it in our clinic. We use them. And I try and explain, like I did here, how they work and the benefit of them. Because people, they see, you know, if you just give them a holy path and say, here, take this. And it's like, well, this tastes like, like, what is this? You know, but when I explain, this is what it's, what it will do and what it's meant to help with, they're like, oh, I really need to take that. <laughs> that will benefit me. So basically that's, I mean, we teach kind of the basics, but not it, the in-depth, like how we dilute or, um, I mean, we teach them they need to succuss it and how to take it under the tongue and to wait 15 minutes before you drink or eat after taking your homeopathic because you want the frequency to just go in and do its job. You just you know? educate them on what their, what their protocol is. Yeah. And we'll give them a list of everything that is in their homeopathic that they tested for. Well, Michelle, it was great to be able to have you on today and to be able to share your wisdom with us. And if they want to get a hold of you, do they just reach out to the life clinic and come in? Yeah, that's the best way. That's the best way. Life clinic. It's just right downtown Provo, kind of kitty corner from the DMV. They can like search life clinic, but yeah, thank you for having me, Liz. Well, it's been great because I know that you have a lot of knowledge in nutrition and just homeopathics and supplements and things that can benefit our bodies. And I just know that during these times to be prepared takes more than just putting um, wheat on our shelf. Yeah. It takes a lot more that we have to kind of think about and it gives us an opportunity to learn. And that's what I love is that all of these, if we start looking at all of these different podcasts, if we start looking at, you know, all the different, um, if there's supplements or if there's storage or we look at emergency stuff, it gives us an opportunity to just learn. And so I think it's grateful that we have people like you that are here to help us learn a little bit more about our bodies, because I know that when we are at our optimum, then we can actually help and serve Heavenly Father's children so much more. Thank you. And you are a great example of that. Thank you for getting people on that will be able to help because we are, like you said, tribes. We're there to help each other and we do better when we help each other. That's the way it's meant to be. So, and that's exactly what this does by you sharing with people with knowledge to be shared. So I always say, you know, knowledge and power and elevate. That's just what it is. We need to have the knowledge, (laughs) but we have to first start out with gathering that knowledge. So thank you for sharing some of your knowledge with us today. And um, hopefully it will benefit many people. So thank you for visiting with us today, Michelle. My pleasure. Thanks, Liz. (laughs) All right. See you later. Bye. We need your wisdom, your experience, and your love. So click on over to preparewithustoday.com and let's prepare together. We cannot stop the disasters ahead, but we can fortify our cities by putting up watchmen, building strong forts, dig ditches, strengthen our armies, and arm ourselves with power. Because when you are prepared, then you can be used to bless others. So let's do this together.